Angela Bowen, the host of Punky Power, on unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Today, I'm going to be bringing you season four episode. Where is it? A seventeen, <laughs> entitled "Vice Versa," which aired on May nineteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. Wow, we're almost at the end, guys. We are almost at the end, but not yet, because I'm stretching out. The final four episodes after this. One, two, three. Wait, hold on. Sorry. One, two, three, four. Final five episodes until the end of July. So we still got time, guys. We got still got some time to soak in these episodes. Show is not done yet. <laughs> All right. So in this episode entitled Vice Versa, we get kind of a fun little uh, swap here. In another of Punky's dreams, oh, don't we just love her dreams? Because they're so crazy. Henry and Mrs. Johnson are the children, while she and Sherry are the parents. Even though I did say in the Instagram and Facebook posts about this, that this is kind of a weird... I have not seen this episode. I don't, I don't even know if I've ever seen it, or whether... I mean, because I've had the DVDs for um over... It been probably 15 years. Well, I haven't had season four that long. I've had that maybe about has it been maybe 10 years? But anyway, so this will be kind of interesting to see George Gaines, who's play who plays Henry, and um Susie Garrett, who I think who plays uh Mrs. Johnson or Betty. I it's gonna be interesting to see them their behaviors and, you know, them acting like kids because, you know, we're used to them being adults. So maybe this will be a bit of a stretch for them. This will be fun. But remember some of the other dream sequences that we've been privy to? Um, what, season three had, um, what was that dream? It's a dog's life uh, where Punky imagines she is in Brandon's body and Brandon's in her body. Also from season one, we had, what is that, My Aged Valentine, and I remember I did not like that episode so much. So, um, but this will be fun. I think this is going to be a fun time. And if not, well, we'll make it a fun time, won't we? <laughs> we'll get through it together. But before we get into this episode, you know, I just want to check in with everybody. Hope everyone had a great week last week. I had a decent week. Um, it was the first week of my area at my job being on a little shutdown, just my area. So they moved me to another area, which it's nice. You know, I'm working by myself, which I, I really like that. Um, it's just going to be for six weeks six weeks, which one of those weeks is um, the week of the 4th of July when the whole company has a shutdown. So I get a nice week off there, a nice little break. So, um, yeah. Other than that, yesterday Jeremy and I did go see Incredibles 2. I really enjoyed it. And this morning we watched Incredibles on Blu-ray. Um, I 
had not seen, I, I'd seen Incre The Incredibles, just I don't know if I watched it the whole way through, and even if I did, I have a huge interest, but I think watching the sequel kind of perked my interest to see how everything kind of came about and all that. I really loved Jack-Jack. He's my favorite character out of all of the Incredibles kids. I mean, Violet's cool, but I also, I think Dash is cool too, but I loved Jack-Jack. I loved the fight, this isn't a spoiler, the fight between Jack-Jack and the raccoon. That that was really cute. I had to laugh. Although it turns out being in an air-conditioned theater did kind of aggravate my coughing fit and everything, and I felt a little bad. But um, I've got a doctor's appointment coming up in uh, mid-July, so hopefully I can get something that will help kind of... Uh, help that. I, I looked it up, something about like coughing and, you know, cold air and stuff like that. So we'll see. And I'm not in my area, my job right now, which is good because my area has that big, long, inflatable vent that kind of brings air from the roof, but it's like right at face level so I'm getting hit in the face with it and that makes me cough so I don't know we'll see I'll let you know how um how that doctor's visit goes when it comes I also have a dentist appointment I pray I pray I have no cavities but that isn't going that's actually going to be like the day before the 4th of July um Quinn also that week that I have off is going to get some blood work done just you know her yearly checkup and if you guys don't know, Quinn hates the vet, and by when I mean hates the vet, I mean she is like a wild, feral cat. It's pretty bad, but it's just once a year that she really has to go in, so it's not a huge, huge big deal, but to her, it's the end of the world in her eyes. I think it just stems from the fact that um, when she got fixed, she had to stay overnight, and I think that just kind of triggered something that she just, I mean, most animals don't, I don't know many that like the vet, you know, and she, it's t terrifying for her. So, you know, she wasn't like that before when I would take her to the vet before she got fixed. She was fine. No big deal. She was nice to the the vet and all that good stuff. But um, all right, other than that, that's, that's pretty much it. Just working on my other podcast, the Wonder Years podcast. Um... The Mr. Belvedere podcast, American Dreams, which I do American Dreams podcast. I do that once a month. I'm also working on uh, Summer of Savage movies where I do one Fred Savage movie a month. Last year was Little... Or, last year. Last month was Little Monsters. This month I'm going to try to get out Vice Versa. Uh, next month is When... You Remember Me, I believe. And the last one for August is going to be The Wizard. So if you guys are into The Wonder Years, check out the Looking Back at My Wonder Years of uh, Wonder Years podcast. Also on that feed, you'll get Mr. Belvedere if you're into Bel Mr. Belvedere, which I only do episodes by character. Coming up with that, it's going to be... I pick, there's six characters, I do an episode per character per season, so July is going to be season three, August will be season four, September, season five, and then of course October is season six. And I might do an episode here or thereafter, it just really depends, but that that's pretty much it, just, you know, a lot of stuff, 
coming down the pipe. Um, as you know, if you've been listening, Silver Spoons is going to be coming up. Together, we're going to find our way, unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. I'm doing all five seasons. That is coming up in September. Uh, when the Wonder Years ends in November, Growing Pains, the Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast will be taking over in January. So a lot of a lot of things are ending, a lot of things are coming up. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. Alright guys, I've talked enough. How about we jump into this episode, huh? Alright, real quick, this episode was directed by Devaney Kelly, that I probably mispronounced that person's name. Uh, looks like they directed four, oh, they directed nine episodes of Punky Brewster. Okay, all from season four. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. They directed from Dear Diary all the way to the very last episode. So we got Dear Diary, Reading Game, Ouch, Vice Versa, Wimped Out, One Plus Tutor is Three, The Dilemma, What's Your Sign, and Wedding Bells for Brandon. So that guy directed... All of those nine episodes. Okay. And let's see. He's still alive, too. Okay, cool. Uh, Deborah Sarah directed, or not directed, she wrote this episode. Did she write any other episodes for Punky? She wrote 13 other episodes for Punky. She wrote in season three. Beer and Buffaloes Don't Mix. Open Door Broken Heart Parts 1 and 2. The Metamorphosis. The uh, So Long Studio. Uh, in season four, she wrote Crushed. She wrote Going to Camp, Christmas Hero, Ouch, Bad Dog, Vice Versa, Wimped Out, The Dilemma. Okay. Wow. I don't think there's any trivia for this episode. Oh, guys. Oh, guys. How wild is this? Connections, Vice Versa, Vice Versa, the movie with Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold. Title reference, also, Punky dreams that she is an adult and Henry is her child. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm going to be covering this movie this month on the Looking Back at My Wonder Years, uh, Wonder Years podcast. So check that out. Punky's got a red alarm clock, one of those old-fashioned ones with the bells on the top, and it's on a stool next to her bed. I love how Brandon, him being in his doghouse, he's dressed in pajamas, and he's got earmuffs on to block out the sound of the alarm clock. So Henry calls out to Punky, tells her it's time to get up, sun's out. Henry's already dressed, so... I don't know what, it's probably got to be about, what, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning? Oh, the clock says, I rebound it real quick, the clock is going off at 7.30. You know, when I had to get up and go to school to get on the bus, my alarm went off at, like, I think it was, like, either 6.15, 6.20, or 6.25, because my bus would come at 6.55. Ugh. So, Punky throws back her covers, and even she is wearing earmuffs. Oh, he says that alarm with Wake Up King Tut. So, he, Henry actually pulls the covers from her face, and she's got a couple pillows propped up. You know, I think I only ever slept with one pillow until I met Jeremy and realized, like, oh, you can sleep with two pillows. This is so much better. But I never woke up on my back. 
And she's, like, propped up. Like, she fell asleep just being propped up like that. I don't know. Everyone's got their preference of how they fall asleep and how they wake up. Usually, I think I tend to wake up um, either on my stomach or on my side. I don't think I ever woke up lying on my back. And she's got those earmuffs on. And she can't hear that alarm. Are you kidding me? I mean, those are earmuffs. They're not sound proof, um, noise-canceling headphones or anything, like they have nowadays. Oh, so it is a school day. Oh, what, so she's got to be in what, uh, I think, is it fifth or sixth grade now? Because they went through summer and winter countless times. I mean, at the end of, uh, season three, it was school's out. And then they went through winter and summer and then winter again, so I don't know what time period it is. But clearly, it's time for her to get up to school. So I think elementary school, didn't that start about 9 o'clock or 8.30? High school, for me, started at, like, uh, I could have sworn high school started, like, probably 7.55. So she keeps pulling her covers overhead, like, oh, no, I'm having a nightmare. He's like, you got to get up and get ready to go to school. And he looks around. She's got clothes on her bed and clothes in a heap by the door. Like, okay, yeah, I have clothes thrown around the room, too. I mean, yeah, I'm an adult, but even <laughs> that's not really an excuse, I know. But I don't have them in a giant heap on the floor. And, of course, Punky's answer to why Henry says her room looks like the city dump, Punky's like, but I'm expressing who I am, so you're saying you're a slob. But I don't know any kids that are neat and tidy. I'm sure there are some out there. I'm not saying every kid throws their clothes all over the floor when they come home and start stripping off their clothes and throw on their everyday clothes. But I'm going to play this clip. Right. 
and I want you to clean your room, the closet, the sheets, the window. I want to be able to eat off this floor. Henry, that's why we have tables. lighten up Henry this is who I am and he looks at her he's like so you're a garbage pail kid I thought that was a funny reference um and she's like this is my own personal space and he's like and I agree with Henry he's like as soon as you start paying rent you can do whatever the heck you want to your personal space but until then you're gonna clean up this room clean off the stuff off the floor the windowsill all of that stuff. And he also mentioned, you know, you had a history uh, essay due. Did you get that done? She's oh, yeah, it's over there on the windowsill. He reads the first line, which actually is the only line that says Napoleon was a nerd. And, of course, Punky's all like, yeah, well, I'm just thinking of my poor teacher. She's got enough to read with all these other kids' assignments. And Henry's not. He's like, young lady, no. You are a good student when you put in the effort. And you have potential, basically. So he's like, you are going to do this again. Because she does say it's not due until tomorrow. Like, great, you can do it again. And how about getting some library books or something on Napoleon so you have some references to throw in there? Because that is ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I know Punky is a preteen now. She's not taking anything seriously. I mean, this is the same girl that, along with Alan, also cheated on her ge geography test, so. <clears throat> She's just exhibiting the signs of being a preteen teenager. She, you know, shirks responsibility, including her schoolwork, her, her room, all of that stuff. And Henry's like, you know what? When you get home, you're cleaning the room, you're doing this report again, and I want this floor clean enough so I can eat off it. And Punky, of course, is like, well, that's why we have tables, Henry. And Brandon barks, and Punky shouts to Henry, who's not even in the room. She's like, Brandon says he eats off the floor all the time. Well, he's a dog. That's acceptable. They can do that. Humans, not so much. But you understand the reference. He wants it clean. Like, he wants to see the floor. I know when I was, um, seven or eight and I was living at my aunt's house, she'd always kind of get after me because she'd want me to pick up my side of the room that I shared with my cousin. And she's like, when I say pick it up and put your stuff away, I do not mean shoving it under the bed. I mean putting it in the drawers or putting it in, uh, my uncle had kind of made a little, uh, cubby system for me to put my stuff in in the closet so yeah 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 I know I know I don't really put my stuff in drawers either I tend to put uh, the clothes that Jeremy folds for me on top of the dresser but then again I know I'm not the only one that does that I mean Jeremy puts his stuff in the drawer yes Jeremy is very neat and tidy <laughs> Imagine me, Ms. Slob. <laughs> it's interesting sharing a bedroom with somebody. <laughs> but of course, even when I was, before I was seven, my room was a mess when I had my own room and everything like that. And that's how my Teddy Ruxpend ended up getting a broken neck when my dad came into my room and stepped on him because I'd left him on the floor. Speaking of Teddy Ruxpin real quick, I remember the time that um, I put my sister's new kids in the, new kids on the block 
cassette inside of it, and um, the Teddy Ruxpin's mouth wouldn't move to the song. It was just kind of funny. All right, now we go from Punky's room to the kitchen, and I like how Henry's got a little lamplight there on the kitchen table to kind of uh, illuminate. I'm thinking it's bill-paying day. So, yeah, Henry's looking at all these bills that are coming up. You know, he's got to pay them, you know, electricity. I, I know they don't have cable because Punky wanted to save up for a satellite dish, which Jeremy and I are finally going to cut the cable, the satellite dish, in September. It's just we don't even watch it. It's pointless. I don't know how many people still have cable. I mean, Jeremy's mom does, but that's different. Um, She lives by herself. Um, but it's just, we have Amazon Prime, we have Hulu, we have Netflix, and we're usually watching one of those three things. So, we would be saving so much money. So, Henry, he owes $48.73 for the phone company. I don't know, was that high? I remember when I would call my friend in Greenville when I was in junior high, and she was in Greenville and I was in Lowell, and that was considered long distance. And it's just, even now, it's like, for just one cell phone, it's 80 bucks a month for me. That I Well, no, it's $88 a month. Yeah. Eh, phones are expensive, but they can do so much. So Brandon's got his own little newsboy cap on. He's dressed the part. He's got his adding machine there. He's kind of popping in some numbers. $11 for the newspaper, and that was probably, that was most likely a monthly charge, whereas you're getting a lot for, that's really not bad for getting probably, what, 30 days worth? I don't know, I would think it'd have to be 30 days worth. How we do it, we just get the Sunday paper, and I think it's like $120 for 52 weeks. 52 weeks a year. Yeah, every once a, every Sunday. So it's still quite a bit, but let's see how much it would cost if it were $11 a month. So Henry pays $132 a year. I know it most likely feels like we're getting the raw end of the deal, but I mean, Jeremy likes the crossword puzzles in the Sunday paper. I like looking at the Target. That's a thing you really don't get much with a newspaper anymore. I remember when they used to be chock full of stuff. When I was a kid, I loved to read the Sunday comics, you know, and, and the ads of other things that would come in. I don't even look at the newspaper itself anymore because I can get my news through, you know, whatever news channels. I don't even watch the news anymore. You know, since Facebook took away their trending thing, I have no idea whether somebody died or whether... I mean, I know, like, the news Facebook pages will say stuff and everything, but it's just, I feel kind of like I'm out of the loop almost. $54 for the electric company. That... You got a lot of stuff you gotta, you know, you got your lights, you got your refrigerator, you probably got your stove. I don't know whether it's gas or electric. You know, other things. It's just, it's a little less than what we pay. And which is funny because it's summertime and usually our electric bill tends to get a little high. Not too, too out of the norm high. But with us running fans and stuff like that, like, during the day, we're not running them constantly 
But when it's really, really hot, we'll have some. I do have a tower fan that I run at night for, like, the white noise because I need something like that so I can sleep. I don't like listening to I got to have something to block out, like, the sounds and stuff. So Brandon kind of barks at Henry, and that's when Henry's like, oh, you're right, as he turns the lamplight off. It's like, because you already have light in the kitchen to see. You really don't need to illuminate those papers anymore. I mean, you do have glasses, and you can hold them up to your face, so having that lamp there is kind of uh, a moot point. But I'm going to play the clip, because I think, I like I said, I love Henry and Brandon's scenes together, and it seems like... In the last couple seasons, they've really been amping up their scenes together just so that way... I mean, other than Betty, Henry has no one to really riff off of. Because he's got his moments with Punky, which is the main you know, parts of the show where you know he's parenting her and everything like that. But then you got, you know, his thing with, you know, Betty, the back and forth, the squabble. Then you got your Brandon there, who's kind of like the male counterpart, who's like, you know, a buddy in a way. Because they've lately, you know, you've seen the last couple seasons, they have been dressing Brandon up, making him, humanizing him a little more. So I think that's really cool. calls from the kitchen for them to come in and Cherry, Margo, and Betty all coming to head to school with Punky, wherever she is, unless she's still laying in bed. I don't know. She hasn't come out yet. So, Henry kind of shouts to Punky, like, hey, Punky, your friends are here, as in, come on, let's let's go. Everyone's ready to go. I don't know. She's probably still in bed. <laughs> um, but Henry looks to Margo, like, hey, I hear you're throwing a, a big old party, a bash. And Margo's like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could come. We do need another parking attendant. Like, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what Henry wants to do, is be a valet. Then and, uh, Betty just looks at Margo like, Margo, you'd have a better time getting through life if you sewed your lips together. And Margo just kind of looks at Betty, like, really offended, like, what? I want to play this clip, because this is funny. Is Betty finally getting Margot back for all the jabs that she made about, oh, them not having enough money and not, and, and all this stuff? I don't know. Sounds like quite a batch. Yes. Well, if you'd like to come, we do need another parking attendant. <coughs> you'd have an easier time getting through life if you'd sew your lips together. <laughs> Henry, I'm getting some coffee. 
Did you hear that there's going to be a make your own ice cream Sunday buffet with nuts, strawberries, chocolate chips? Hi, guys. Whipped cream, M&M's, sprinkles. Is Cherry still talking about the ice cream buffet? Why not? She's the expert. <laughs> Coconut and marshmallow. This party's going to be the crowning event of the adolescent social season. Everyone who's anyone will be there. I'm sure they're honored. The indoor and outdoor pools are heated to perfection, and Daddy's flown in a beach from the French Riviera. And that's not all. It's not. Daddy's hired a live band. He did. Freddy fist in the bloody knuckles. Really? Wow. Oh my lord. Gee, I'm sorry I'm gonna miss that. you to come home right after school and finish that history essay. And I want you to come home and clean up your room before something starts growing in there. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what Cherry's room looks like. If it's anything like punkies, we're in danger of being condemned. <laughs> well, let's go. Come on, punky. Uh, you go ahead. I'll be right down. Henry, I really need to buy a new outfit for this party. Do you think you could give me an advance on my allowance? Your allowance has already been advanced through 1999. But it's important that I look just right. Just wear something you already have. Henry, Margot's snobby friends will be there. I'll be humiliated. The answer is no. We just can't afford it. Brandon's in the kitchen right now trying to figure out how we're going to pay this month's bill. So after Betty makes that crack to Margo about you get through life easier if you sewed your lips together, Margo just kind of looks at her in shock and surprise like an adult would speak to her that way. But Betty doesn't Nothing really comes of it. She just pretty much like, oh, Henry, by the way, I'm going to go grab some coffee in your kitchen. It's like, okay, so whatever. So when Betty leaves, heads to the kitchen, Cherry is all up on this ice cream Sunday buffet, make your own Sunday thing. And she's just saying all the toppings, you know, with the marshmallows, the chocolate chips, the hot sauce, just all the stuff. And it makes me want to go to this party. I want an ice cream buffet. And uh, Punky finally comes out. She's dressed up. And it's like kind of a, like a robin's egg blue. Kind of light blue sky. Maybe even a sky blue um, shirt that's got buttons kind of sewn on the front. And, you know, mis mis mismatched, miscolored buttons. It's, it's really... It's, I love punky style sometimes, but I mean, this one's okay. It's like, her shirt's kind of alright. And she's just looking at Cherry. It's Cherry. It's like, oh, hi, Henry. And Cherry's still going on and on. She doesn't even miss a beat. She doesn't say hey to Punky or anything. And Punky's like, is Cherry still going on about that make your own Sunday thing at your party? 
And Margot tells them that the indoor and outdoor pool have been heated to perfection. Sweetness. And also, her dad is bringing in a beach, so he's bringing in sand, like, making it a beach? More beach festive? I'm not sure. But he's also hired a live band. What is she like? Fist and bloody, five fists, bloody knuckles or something like that? That sounds really nasty. It's got to be a heavy metal group. They all have weird, creepy, gross, disgusting names like that. Something like bloody rat teeth or bloody rat mouth or something gross like that. So Or something like severed pig snout or something gross like that. I don't know. I'm going to stop grossing you guys out because I'm grossed out. It's just the fact that I even came up with something like that. So Margo looks at Henry and says, only the best of the best are going to be there. The pre-adolescent, this is going to be the pre-adolescent party of the year. And of course she says, only the best of the best will be there. And then she looks at uh, Cherry and Punky like, oh, and Punky and Cherry can come too. So Betty's kind of like, all right, girls, let's go. We got to get you to school. And as they're leaving, Cherry looks back at Punky like, Punky, aren't you coming? And she's like, wait, um, I'll catch up with you guys in a moment. I gotta speak with Henry. And, of course, Punky wants a new outfit for Margot's party. Her snobby friends are gonna be there, and they're gonna make fun of her if she doesn't have a new outfit. And she just, you know, she wants to fit in. Which is understandable. You wanna, you know... Henry's like, we really can't afford it right now. Brandon is in the kitchen figuring out how we're going to pay this month's bills. Tonight I have to go work at the restaurant. I love that we get a restaurant callback. So, I mean, if they can't even afford to buy her a new outfit. But then again, he says, just wear what you already have. You have a bazillion pieces of clothing. Throw something together. Get creative. Punky even goes so far as to ask Henry for an advance in her allowance, which he's like, I've already advanced your allowance to up to $19.99, which is funny. That's like 11 years down the road. Man, can you imagine if the show had went for that long? Oh my gosh, I would have loved to see Punky in high school. That would have been so cool. Granted, we'll never get that. Only in our minds, guys, will we get that. In our fantasies, in our fan fiction stories, will we get Punky in high school. So now it's the next scene. Henry's kind of looking around. He turns to Brandon, you know, who's kind of laying on his little sofa bed thing with his afghan, where he always lays. He looks at Brandon and asks, did Punky come home from school? And Brandon, of course, barks, and he's like, well, no, she didn't. She did not come home from school. Just look in her room, Henry. You'll get your answer. If it's still a pig's side, then you know. And Brandon kind of barks out a response, and Henry's like, what do you mean you were napping? He's like, yeah, I slept through it all. I'm sorry. I heard nothing. I, I sleep like the dead. Just stopped off the 
tickets and thank you to go to the mall this afternoon. And you were supposed to be cleaning your room. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry, Grandma. Yeah, sorry, Henry. But wait until you hear about the awesome outfit I put on layaway for the party. I also said no new outfit. Yeah, I sort of remember you saying something. Well, Chair, I certainly hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, I did. Good. Because the next time you go to the mall, you'll be shopping with your social security check. And where's your history essay? Right here. I got more details like you suggested. Napoleon was a short nerd. I don't believe this. That's true. He was a shrimp. How can you be so irresponsible? It's a gift. decipher uh, Brandon's uh, message about him napping and trying to figure out where Punky is. There's a knock at the door. Betty's coming in. She's like, I have no idea where Cherry is. Apparently the girls never came home after school. And they're just sitting there. Should we call the police? I mean, I don't want to overreact to everything, but I'm really worried something happened to them. The girls come in shortly after that, and Henry and Betty are not too happy with them. Which, of course, they were given direct orders to come home from school. Cherry had to clean her room. Punky had to work on her essay, clean her room, and this and that. The girls disobeyed. They went to the mall, which Henry says he forbid her to go to the mall. She put an outfit on layaway. I'm like, um, first of all, you were just asking Henry the night before for money. So, did you put a pittance amount on this whatever outfit you wanted for Margot's party? Which doesn't matter now, because they're both grounded for two weeks, and that means no going to Margot's party. And, well, I thought it was funny how Henry kind of told Punky first, you're grounded for two weeks, you're not going to Margot's party. 
And then um, Cherry was like, oh, but no, she won't be able to go with me to Margo's party. And, and Betty's like, you're not going to the party either. You're grounded for two weeks. So it's like, oh, yeah. And he, Henry also mentions about her essay. And she's like, yeah, I add a little more to it. And she put that Napoleon was a short nerd. Come on, Punky, I know you're a kid, but seriously, that attitude in life is not going to fly. I mean, she's in junior high. That's not an excuse to slack off. When she gets to high school, it's going to be business constantly, getting your grades up, your GPA, so you can get into a good college. But we're not worried about college and high school because the girls are only in junior high. Or upper elementary, I can't tell because I don't know what the timeline is. I'm just going to say they're in sixth grade. So Betty sends Cherry up to the back to their apartment. Henry tells Punky to go to her room and get started cleaning. And Betty and Henry kind of sit there on the couch just letting this all sink in. Like, you know, we don't like to punish our kids, but there's no other way that they're going to learn. And Betty says how, you know, Punky or uh, Cherry being depressed and everything makes it really expensive because when Cherry gets depressed, she eats a lot. And she says, so the amount of money she spends on like ho-hos and ding-dongs, she could retire. So, um, and I love how they say when is, we ground the kids, it's almost like we're grounded ourselves. So now we move to Punky's room, where hopefully she's finally cleaning her room. She, it's nighttime now. She's dressed in her pajamas. And I think this is where the dream sequence is going to come in shortly. I don't know. Is Henry going to come in and talk to her again? Oh, she is kind of cleaning up her room. All the clothes are pretty much off the floor. Why are there clothes on top of Brandon's doghouse? She's even got clothes flung on her shelves in the back. Oh my gosh. Okay, I never got that messy with my clothes. They usually ended up on the floor. Sometimes I'll be uh, wondering what happened to the shirt I wanted to wear and find out that it's under the bed. Like, I've been looking for this. So Brandon comes along. He's got a pink stuffed elephant, which he plops in there. So he's kind of helping her out. So... Punky's complaining about Henry not being fair, how children should be able to express themselves and do what they want. Well, you can do what you want within reason. I mean, come on. You can't... If you were just allowed to run amok, it would be pure havoc. And she says children should never, ever be punished. Really? Uh-huh. You want chaos, do you? Oh, I love how she says this. When I'm a parent, I will never treat my child this way. Well, who knows? We don't know. How does, uh, what kind of a parent do you think Punky would, I bet anything. Of course, she's a kid, so she's going to be thinking, like, of course, when I get to be that age, I'm not going to do that to my kid. Yeah, well, when you get to that age, priorities are going to shift. You're going to see things in a different way. Yeah. As in, wow, Henry was right. My kid is out of control. I need to lay down some ground rules. And discipline, structure, all that stuff. So I'm going to play this clip. I like this little uh, talk she has with Brandon.
Thanks for helping me clean up the mess, Brandon. Henry just isn't fair. Children should be able to express themselves and do what they want. And they should never, ever, ever be punished. I'm a parent. I'll never treat my kid this way. I'll be a great parent. said punky drifts off to sleep as she keeps uttering the words perfect parent she's gonna be the perfect parent this is gonna be interesting because now we're getting into the dream sequence all right well the dream sequence starts kind of as the episode kind of began in punky's bedroom we see the alarm clock going off at 7 30 we see brandon in his pjs with the earmuffs on so we all we also hear the same thing with Punky as Henry kind of calling to to Henry to shut the alarm off. She comes in dressed in like kind of like a a frock like house dress with an apron on, and she's got a coffee cup. She's wearing same colored blue heels, and you see like clothes on the floor that look like they would belong to a boy. And this is honestly what I do not like. Why do they have to have Henry in a brown wig to look like Punky's hair? I think just leave him, like, with the mind of a, a young boy you can get the point across. You don't have to have him wearing a wig. This is just really weird and very creepy. Of course, she leans over the bed and says, you don't have... Time to get ready for school. You don't have to go if you don't want to. He's like, thanks, Mom. As he still has the covers over his face. And she's like, feel free to live your life however you want. Can we lose the wig? Alright, I'm going to play this clip here. This little role reversal. there after Punky as the adult figure says feel free to live your life however you want that's gonna backfire and blow up in your face so I'm guessing that must have been a commercial break or something because we come back to it as Punky you know they're still in the room and everything and she looks around at the room she says Henry your personal space it just this room looks great such a wonderful expression of your personal space and Henry pulls the covers off, sits up in bed, takes the earmuffs off, and says, Thanks! I think it's a great expression. It's me. It's... Blah, blah, blah. it's I can't deal with him in that dang wig! I don't like it! It makes me feel grossed out! 
So I'm going to play this clip. It's kind of the same thing, only it's a little, you know, the lines are, the line delivery is a little different. history essay and he says it's on the sill kind of like how punky had hers on the sill same words napoleon is a nerd and punky says she loves it it's direct it's sharp less is more and henry's all like well now that i'm awake i might go to school for an hour or so and punky's like whatever you want to do and henry's like you are the perfect parent so punky walks past Brandon, who barks at her, and she's like, oh, the monthly bills? I guess I gotta do those again, don't I? So now we move to the kitchen. So now we see Punky in the kitchen with Brandon. Same setup. She's got the bills in her hand. There is no lamp there. And she's just kind of going through, you know, phone bill, electric bill, gas, all that stuff. And she just looks at Brandon like, ugh, which bill should I pay first? No, she just throws them in the air and says they'll take care of themselves. Well, I wish we all could do that. I really do. So there's a knock at the door. <laughs> and we have Margot. And in Cherry's place, we have Betty dressed like Margot. Wow. So is this basically just an entire setup of the whole scenes that we were seeing before? I am getting a vibe here that I'm not going to rate this good at all. Oh, Betty, as Cherry, comes in and says, Hi, Miss Brewster. Like, oh, guys, this episode's making my skin crawl in so many ways. I think I mentioned I was not looking forward to covering this episode, but I'm going to play this clip. Wait till you hear these kids. 
normally curly and she's kind of got it up in a partial ponytail dealy going on she's wearing a red t-shirt with a blue and white striped top over it she's got the wristband she's got the headband like cherry does it's it's a cool outfit and then when I was watching this, I, like, completely forgot about Cherry. And Cherry shows up dressed like Betty with the big, you know, the fro-fru dealy, you know, curly hair, you know, thing going on. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Amy Foster, who plays Margot, is, like, grinning ear to ear as she's watching this play out. Like, she, wow. And Cherry is Betty comes in and says, is little Henry ready for school? <laughs> it's interesting how, um, Betty called Cherry Mi or called, uh, Punky Ms. Brewster. Margot, however, says Mrs. Brewster. Interesting. You know, it's kind of the same thing how Margot had with Henry, although in this version, she's like, oh, have you heard about the party that I'm throwing this weekend? And Punky, as Henry's like, oh, no, I don't pry in Henry's personal business. If he wants to tell me, he'll tell me. And then uh, Margot is pretty much like, well, I mean, if you want to come, you can. You can always use another parking attendant. And Punky's like, oh, no, no, I couldn't interfere in little Henry's life. I don't want to embarrass him. 
Oh, Punky says weekends are Henry's private time. Okay, interesting. So Cherry's got her arm kind of slung around her uh, around Betty's shoulder, saying, "Oh." Betty was just telling me about this party. These kids are going to have a grand old time. It's going to be awesome. We keep hearing the term, you are such a perfect parent, because, of course, that's what Punky was mumbling to herself as she fell asleep. And Margot refers to this as the crowning event of the adolescent social season. So Henry comes out still wearing the wig, Dressed like Punky with the different colored shoes, the torn, ripped jeans, and he's just trying to get into the character, you know, constantly like he's got ants in his pants, he's bobbing his head back and forth and just trying to get into the feel of what a teenager or preteen is like. This is just crazy! Watching him, he's like constantly like moving, shaking his hips, his shoulders up and down, while we even... Bobbing up and down the, the, the wig. He's like, hey, what's up? Where's the bus? And it's just like, do you have ants in your pants? Because you cannot stand still for a heartbeat. <laughs> so, Margo tells Henry that Freddy Fist and the knuckle, Bloody Knuckles are going to be playing at her party. I've never heard of them. They're, of course, made up. They don't exist. But uh, they sound like they are a, heavy, like I said, heavy metal band. Okay, it's going to be off the hook. <laughs> of course, Betty's got to make a fat joke saying, I'm going to shimmy till I'm skinny. And Henry's like, oh, that'll probably take all night. Oh. So, Punky takes it upon herself saying, Henry, I'm sure you'll want to buy a new outfit. Here's my credit card. Does Henry have a credit card that we know of? I don't think I've ever seen Henry with a credit card. Maybe he does. That probably could have been one of the bills that he's brought up in the past. But he just seems like he's so tight with money that he would not have a credit card. But who knows? As she hands it to him, she's like, oh, I'm sure you'll be responsible. Like, yeah, whatever. So Cherry gives Betty her lunch, which is a sirloin steak, zucchini au gratin, and twice-baked potatoes. That sounds delicious for a dinner, not a lunch at school. Top sirloin steak. That's got to be so good. Jeremy and I are going to do the steak thing for the 4th of July on the grill, so I'm looking forward to that. So, you think Betty would be excited, like, again? And Cherry's like, well, I thought you liked it. And Betty's like, well, I do, but haven't you heard? Red meat is out. Like, I guess that was a thing in the 80s with the red meat and everything. I don't know. Hey, I got no qualms about red meat. I like my steak. I like my burgers. Medium well. Or something. Medium, I don't know. <laughs> this is it. It stresses me out <laughs> when I order that in a restaurant. They're like, how would you like your burger? How would you like your steak? I'm like, uh, uh, medium well? <laughs> like, I'm asking a question. And I'll always get a weird look from Jeremy, like, are you frightened by this person? They were just asking you a question, my goodness. So, Punky asks Henry, are you going to come home right after school? And he's like, mm, maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. She's like, oh, well, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, because this is all about Punky saying, my kid isn't going to have any rules. I'll let them do whatever they want. This is going to blow up in her face. 
All right, now it's nighttime, probably around 8.30, and wondering where Henry is, Punky goes to Brandon. Where is Henry, Brandon? Do you know? Let me guess. Brandon was napping. He was sleeping. He do He has no idea, right? from out of Brandon, Cherry comes in asking, have you seen the kids yet? And Punky's like, no, but I'm starting to get worried. Should I be call the police? It's been like five years. At first I thought she was like exaggerating like five years. No, that's just an exaggeration. No, it's been five years. As Betty and Henry come back, and of course Punky is super angry. Like, where have you been? It's been five years. You missed high school. And, of course, well, one thing before they show up is Cherry notices, you know, she's rubbing her arms. Like, it's really cold in here. So, Punky's like, yeah, they're going to shut off the heat. They shut off the heat, and tomorrow they shut off the electricity. I guess they should have taken those bills a little more seriously. Yeah, it's like, those things are not going to go away. They're just not. You can't just throw them there, like, oh, I'll deal with them whenever. No, that's not how that works. But anyway, um, Punky wants to use a credit card to um, <laughs> pay her bills. Turns out Henry says the credit card is $97,000 over the limit, which is ridiculous because I don't think credit cards don't have limits and I don't think you can go over that much. 
I really don't think so. 97000 You can get a halfway decent house for that price of money. You can get a Ferrari for that kind of money. Maybe even less than that. I really think uh, Betty's answer is hilarious when Cherry's like, where have you been, young lady? And Betty's like, oh, well, I hung around the mall for a few years, and then I had, like, 18 kids. Like, whoa! Well, they had been gone five years. That's a... No way in heck would she have 18 kids in five years. No way. You have nine months gestation. Let me think about... Let's do that math, shall we? All right, I did the math. <laughs> and in five years, if she had a baby, got knocked up right away, she'd have probably about at least six kids. She surely would not have 18. Unless, unless, let's see here. Unless she had, like, triplets or quintuplets, which I think might be four. I'm not sure. Each time she got pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> I just think that's weird. So, Punky grounds Henry. And Betty's like, you can't ground him. And Cherry looks at... Betty like, uh, you're grounded too. And they're like, no, see ya, we're out of here. And of course, this is the end of the dream sequence where Be uh, Punky and Cherry are like, no, no, come back, come back. I'm like, let them go. Just let them go. They've ruined their lives. They're despicable people. And as Henry said, we're <laughs> despicable human beings. So here is Punky coming out of that dream. <laughs> What's going on? I was having a terrible nightmare. I was you and you was me. You was? I mean, you were? I thought I was the perfect parent. And that loving your kid means you let them do whatever they want. But that's not the right way at all. <laughs> no. If that were true, raising kids would be a breeze. But it's not. Believe me, I know. <laughs> you can't be too easy on them. Or else they'll turn out to be totally worthless human beings like you. <laughs> In my dream, I wanted you to like me so much, I ruined your life. Uh, sometimes being a parent can be very unpopular. But it's part of the job. Henry, I'm really sorry about the way I've been acting lately. You're forgiven. I am? You're still grounded, but you're forgiven. <laughs> episode um i of course am going to rate this one kind of low i'm going to give it a two out of three uh what i did like about it i liked the ending where he talked to punky and everything like that um as far as she's explaining about the dream she had about how she ruined her child by letting them do whatever they want and also, what uh, the other thing I liked about it was um, Henry and Betty just pretty much laying down the law for the kids. It's like, we're not going to just let you get away without doing stuff in order to have fun. You have to take care of your responsibilities, which is cleaning your room. 
So yeah, um, I don't know. I I think I might rate it a three out of five, just because I did kind of like that whole thing with what Betty had said to Margot about you get through life easier if you learn how to sew your lips shut or something. The things I did not like, um, I definitely did not like Henry in that week. I thought. Why couldn't he have just been a boy? Why did he... I mean, yeah, we get they switch places. Fine. But why are you calling him Little Henry and he's dressed in a wig? An atrocious wig, by the way. And, of course, um... I thought Betty's was kind of funny. That I did... I liked that there. So, um... The other thing I didn't like... Was just, of course, I mean, Punky learns her lesson. Like, oh, I'm not going to pay these bills. And then we find out, of course, I like how it followed back that Sherry saying, wow, it's cold in here. Oh, I forgot to pay the the heating bill. They're going to turn off the heat or something. So uh, it's like, yeah, you, you learned a lesson from that. But it's just like, I just did not care. Betty was not bad as a kid. Henry was absolutely atrocious and disgustingly gross, and it creeped me out. That wig! It's the wig, guys, that's freaking me out. Um, as far as for Punky's principles, children, you know what? You got rules in life. You gotta follow them. You gotta, you know, take responsibility for... You know, you want to have fun? That's cool. You can have fun. Make sure your room is clean. I know. I'm a 35-year-old adult who's my side of the room isn't always the cleanest. I guess I, I never really, uh, I did get told as a child to clean up my room and stuff. And, of course, the equivalent of clean up my room meant, here, let me shove things in a closet. Here, let me shove things under a bed. Although I had a water bed from the time I was, like, 10 until I was like 19 so it didn't have a space to shove things under but yeah I did get talked to a lot about that and I know the this is a prime example of how if you don't change your ways as a kid that will carry on into adulthood it definitely will if you don't have someone micromanaging you and making sure you're doing things or not caring enough to tell you not to do something, those habits will carry on through adulthood. So, yeah, just, um, and, and parents, don't feel guilty to punish your kids when it comes to them not following rules. Take punishments away. It's not, you're not hurting your kid. They may be angry. They may say, I hate you. But down the road, think about it. When they have kids of their own, they're going to look back and say, I'm happy that my parent laid down the law. They won't think that as a kid or a teenager, but believe me, when they become a parent, they most likely will be looking back like, all the times I thought my parent was wrong. They were so right. And even your own kids, when they get older and have kids of their own, they're going to think the same thing. So yeah, that is my punky principles for the week. Let's talk about next Sunday's episode. Alright, let's say hey to some Punky Power listeners for the week. We have Reno, Nevada, Chicago, Illinois, Oxford, Mississippi, Hungary, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Hungary again, Clifton, New, <clears throat> Clifton, New Jersey, Netherlands, Holland, Michigan, Manhattan, Kansas, interesting, Boston, Massachusetts, Manchester, Kentucky, Palm 
Beach Gardens, Florida, Houston, Texas, Rowland Heights, California, Providence, Rhode Island, Bakersfield, California, Waldorf, Maryland, Quincy, Maine, or Massachusetts, sorry, uh, Birmingham, United Kingdom, Piscataway, New Jersey, Calgary, Canada, Lewisham, United Kingdom, and Mountain View, California. I apologize if I, I apologize if I mispronounce any of these. All right. All right, let's talk about next Sunday's episode, Season 4, Episode 18, entitled Wimped Out, which aired on May 23rd, 1988. My husband Jeremy would have been 13 then. <laughs> In this episode, Punky, who has a broken leg, and Cherry are stuck in an elevator with a pregnant woman in labor. So, basically, Punky's going to be in, in, in immobile. She's not going to really be able to do anything. This is kind of nice, because we've seen Punky be a, the hero, like, a lot in the show. So, it's nice that Cherry finally gets to stand up and let her be the hero once in a while. Or, for once, you know? Let, let Cherry sh shine for once, instead of always being... In Punky's shadow. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's kind of nice that we get, uh... I mean, we've had, uh, Cherry-centered episodes. But this is kind of nice. This is more like, hey, let's put, uh, Cherry in the spotlight. Let her be a hero for once. Because we know how when Punky saved Cherry by doing, uh, CPR on her when she was stuck in the refrigerator and everything. So this is... You know, being in a locked elevator, I've, or a elevator that's stuck, is probably going to be one of, one of your worst fears as far as of all the places to be. You know, there's probably not a lot of air in an elevator, especially if there's another person in it with you. Uh, if people have thing, a problem with fear of uh, tight spaces like claustrophobia could set in, stuff like that. But think about it. What's worse than being stuck in an elevator? Being stuck in an elevator with somebody who is going into labor. Yeah. I've never had it happen to me. I don't know anyone that that's happened to, but I'm interested to see this episode, how this is going to go down. So, that being said, if you're new to the podcast and you just started listening now in season four... We have all seasons one through three up, so if you want to go into the backlog and, and listen, you can do that. Um, also, if you're just tuning in, we do I do have uh, the Punky Power Podcast Instagram page where I post pictures of upcoming episodes and stuff. So you can kind of look back on that. Also, Punky Power on an unofficial Punky Brewster Podcast Facebook page. If you want to follow along with that, um, both of those are going to be in September, Punky Power slash Silver Spoons Podcasts. So that way, if you're following along with the Punky Power Podcast and you want to stick around and listen to Silver Spoons, you guys don't got to be looking for the other pages. I'll just also put stuff on those pages so you guys can just continue to follow along. Um... If you guys want to reach out to me personally, you can, or, you know, say how much you like the podcast, you can do so at punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, um, if 
you just started listening to it or you've been listening since the beginning or any time when you've jumped on the punky train, it would make me so happy if you guys could go to iTunes and leave a review for this podcast. I think the more reviews that this podcast gets, the more we can get it out there. It can become popular so other people can know that it's out there. Also, if there is a punky reboot in the works, you better believe I'm going to be covering it. So, why don't we why don't we keep on that? Let's keep um yeah. See if we can make that happen cuz I want that. I definitely want a I mean, not a as far as rebooting the show as in bringing in a new punky and stuff like I don't know about that. I honestly would rather see the original characters come back and have their children and get into mischief and fun stuff like that. I think that would be a lot of fun. I love Fuller House. I think that is like one of the best reboots that I've seen out there because I grew up watching Full House. But um, other than that... Alright, everyone have a wonderful Sunday evening, have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next Sunday with Wimped Out. Alright, bye-bye.